0: Chapter 56. Prologue. Arc 3. Cedric was worried. So worried, in fact, that he had chewed through his bottom lip. A filthy habit his parents had repeatedly informed him was beneath him. A lowbrow habit not suitable for someone with his distinguished bloodline. Of course, they failed to mention what exactly there was that set their bloodline apart. Other than being a child of Seely, for too long he had been bombarded, with and indoctrinated, with the superiority Seely represented to the sea. It was that very mindset that was cause for concern. Prince Tay's plan, ill-advised as it was, if successful, was going to be cause for concern. The Seely court. Are not going to be satisfied knowing that they had lost the dungeon and the secrets and resources it represented. Dungeons were meant to be opportunities for farming, resources, experience, and skills. They were a place to establish factories, construction that kept the taint and poison that might affect Talim's environment contained. And if this Wi-Fi technology that Hagen's men had reported was effective. If a machine could be created to produce god particles, then there would be any number of Sealy that would attempt to, to claim and control the process. Those who would attempt to control the output this machine produced. The current Sealy and unsealy monarchs had been unable to level and rank up to godhood. To deny them, this opportunity was going to result in repercussions that Cedric thought he, Lorne, Ervin, and Euron would have to shoulder, especially if Prince Tay failed to return. Do you think he'll return? Lorne asked, breaking the silence. Her question allowed them to once again draw breath, and interrupt the reflection they each had been engaged with. The real question is will we be alive? When and if he does, Euron replied, giving voice to the concerns that had Cedric worried. I doubt the Sealy court will kill us, Cedric began. At least not right away. More likely we will be subjected to the court's torturer. Questioned until we break and any loyalty we hold to Prince Tay destroyed. He hadn't meant to be so harsh. The words seemed to spill out of their own accord, but they were true. And he decided it was best not to soft-sell what they should expect. He had known as soon as Prince Tay had suggested this insane plan that the chances of their survival were slim. Perhaps he should have made sure the prince was made aware of the consequences of dungeon closing. But His Highness had a naivety and trust that was simply unassailable. Cedric had at first thought the prince's age was the reason for this idealistic take on the world, but his actions and the discussions they had shared disproved that notion. The prince had demonstrated a keen intellect, with the blinders that most Seely wore removed. He was aware of the ugliness that permeated Seely society. Prince Tay had been brutalized too long by Thom, not to realize that rank and power meant that those that could not protect themselves or were not gifted with strong allies were often nothing but fodder for amusement, playthings for the powerful to enjoy. Cedric knew somehow that the prince hadn't realized the position he was leaving his vassals and house in. They would have no protection until and unless the plan worked and Prince Tay returned. Even Blaine, who had sworn brotherhood with the prince, would not be able to protect his people from the doom that was about to befall House Tay. And Irvin, as an adopted member of the house, may bear the brunt of that abuse. Perhaps Duke Adowin could be convinced to wait to give Prince Tay the opportunity to prove his plan's success and explain his reasons for closing the dungeon. But the Sealy monarchs would not and could not be reasoned with. They had ruled for too long. They are too used to getting what they want, when they wanted it, to act in any reasonable manner. Do you think we should make a break for it? Find a bolt hole here in the wilderness and wait and watch for the prince's return? Lauren asked. That would be a delay in action at best, and the longer it took for them to find us, the more severe the torture and questioning will be once they do. Euron was forced to admit, destroying the last bit of hope that his Anamkara possessed. Your Relationship might keep you safe for a time, Cedric suggested, offering some hope to Lorne. Even the monarchs would be hard-pressed to defend destroying a newly paired Anamkara. The repercussions to the Seely by the rest of the sea, if they destroyed a pairing blessed by the wild magic, might be enough to give even them pause. You should make it a habit of displaying your status if we are taken. Manifest your aura and broadcast your union continuously, so that there can be no question of who and what you are to each other. Depending on who is paying attention, a paired Anamkara that are the sworn vassals of Prince Tay may actually advance his interests. If he can return some of the Sealy abilities... "'that have been lost to history, then you can be assured "'there are those, see, that will not take the chance "'of those returning powers being ignored or lost again,' Cedric concluded. "'That will leave you to take the brunt of whatever evils the monarchs may plan,' "'Euron lamented, and the punishments they can devise will be thrice as onerous.' as they target you and your body with the strength of their anger. Yes, Cedric agreed, but I am the first vassal. Until he has a child of his body, or adopts an heir, I am considered his voice. They will torture me, there is no doubt, but they will not destroy me completely. If he does return, if his idea to stave off destruction rings true, and closing that dungeon is system required, then he will be exonerated. Hopefully the portal to the Summerlands is still available to him now that the dungeon has been sealed. His absence doesn't mean he can't return using the Summerlands, only that he hasn't yet. Our oaths remain in effect, and until they are severed, we know that he lives and remains as our liege. And as our liege, he will be entitled to fearsome recompense for how we are treated without his consent. Plus, he's a prince of Seely and Unseely. The Unseely monarchs would never allow the Seely monarchs to ignore what is owed. It would be the first time in ages that one court would have a real advantage over the other. They would be fools not to force the issue and the Morigu are not fools. The Morigu would press every advantage, even if it means trial by combat with the gods and goddesses invoked, to stand witness and determine the fate of those that would ignore the seely monarch's refusal to abide by treaty and convention of another ranked house.